Gary's off the wagon. Like I stopped. He never stopped. That's true. That's true. I do like the sauce. Welcome, folks. It is Geek Shock number 91. I am Master Torgo. I like the sauce. Yeah. It is Jeff. The famous Paul. Commander K. Just my... Yeah. Full house. Full house today. Indeed. Aces over eights. Oh. Gentlemen, what'd you do this week? I went to Magic Mountain. Did you have a good time? I did. Now, I'm deathly afraid of heights. I'm just a big old puss when it comes to rides, but I got on the X2, almost shat myself. <laughs> I love the X2. The X2 oh, is fantastic. It's ridiculous. So, so I'm guessing you've never gone up in the stratosphere and then leaned out on that Dude, the, the observation okay. glass and my cousin, straight down? Susie and my cousin-in-law, Kyle, got me up in that stratosphere thing, and I cursed his name the entire way we were doing all the rides. Oh, so you I did, did the X-Screen, the teeter-totter it. thing? I manned up and did it. That thing freaked me the fuck out. Dude. It freaks me out now thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> God. Sorry, anyway. was it the titter totter? Titter totter? Screw, was that by what the way, called? screw uh, Six Flags Magic Mountain for Why? closing the Superman ride. One hour and 45 minutes into our waiting for it, we were like oh. five people from the front. Oh. oh. Big boo. Barry, yes. what if they said well. they closed it for rain? What if you'd gotten on there and it went flying all cattywampus off the rails and you, Barry Rob, became nothing more than another amusement park tragedy. Not that you're not already an amusement park tragedy. I was just going to say, weren't we both amusement park <laughs> tragedies? <laughs> <laughs> we all three of us Claude, were. Star Trek all joke. four of us, all five, five of us, of us. <laughs> Jesus. Oy. Five God. sixths of this podcast. Amusement <laughs> park, music park tragedies. tragedies. Well, that's a great little indie band name that'll put out like half a record and never go anywhere. Anyway, <laughs> screw Magic Mountain for that and the fact that all the lines are like two hours long. And Deb warned me. She said, you know, this isn't like Disneyland like we're used to. This park's dirty. There's people in here. They're questionable. It's a bunch of kids. It was on spring break. It's not going to ah. be clean and shiny like Disneyland. Oh, no. Certainly. Boy, it wasn't. So... <laughs> I got to go on four rides. That's it. Disneyland is like playing online with the Wii. <laughs> and Magic Mountain is being an Xbox Live. <laughs> one Wait, is sanitized that and impersonal. No, but still nice and clean. He's right. There's a bunch of kids yelling and screaming. full of weed screamers. <laughs> screaming racial epithets. <laughs> so what you're saying is Disney has a lot of hoops to get into the park. Is that what you're saying? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta, no, consider Some this. Consider this. Disney, you, someone greets you at the door and they're all nice and, and they don't put you through a metal detector and a wand like they do at Magic Mountain. You How many a metal detector? And, and, and to hey, be wanded and everything. That's you, for your protection. Whoa. You know there's a full skeletal x-ray at Disney. You just don't see it. <laughs> that's just happening. That's Fine. I'm sure there is, but you know what? I like not seeing it. I feel the, safe at Disney. The backscatter x-ray machine so you're that's naughty it. bits are I got on the internet. What the hell? Just like the uh, the uh, what is it the uh, the the Brer Rabbit ride. It's the, the new Flash Mountain. Yeah, new Flash Mountain. Flash Mountain. Mountain. Splash Mountain. That's yep. what it's called. I couldn't remember. Do do guys ever show their wieners on that, or is it really hard to see the wieners? How you gonna show it? What do you mean? How the hell? If you're really gifted, 
naturally number one. And if you stood up at the right time. If you stood up, you'd be falling out of the ride, Paul. Because it's right as the thing Something starts to go down. Something would be falling out of the ride. <laughs> <laughs> You're a wiener. You know, I'm actually a particular fan of Chess Mountain. Yeah, I've seen so, that. That's so much fun. Which one? These are people that take uh, chess boards like folded but they have all the pieces glued in place <laughs> and right at the point where they're, they're about to go over they open it up and they look, look like, like they're, they're playing, playing a very playing a very, very intense thoughtful game of chess, yeah. game of chess. <laughs> the pictures are stellar because people behind them are all hands in the air and screaming yeah. ah, and they're just all so stoic that's pretty dope it's gotta yeah. happen on like splash mountain where the ride is smooth for a while where yeah. you can whip out the chest thing like x2 can't do that <laughs> X2, you can only I, wish for death. Uh, yeah, I regret that I did not buy the picture. Because Deb's like, yeah, having a good time. Sheer terror on my face. Why didn't you just take a picture of the picture with your phone? I didn't think there was anything worth bringing a camera to at Magic Mountain. Don't they yell at you when you do that You've shit? You've got a camera oh, yeah, on they your do. phone. It's Don't not, be it's taking the picture one. with your phone picture picture. Take yeah, it. I heard someone getting yelled at. Oh, you can't take a picture of that picture. Okay. Stop, did that at Universal. Stop using your picture. The like, There's nobody around. It's like, they, oh, here's your picture. And they're like, oh, okay. Click. Well, they were anal about it, so I don't Dumb really care. I, do I need to... Jeff, put one over on the man, y'all. Uh. <laughs> what a bunch of dumbasses. Don't they know I have a camera on my phone? What, they think I was just holding my phone up to the picture for fun? I didn't really want to Listen immortalize to the moment of me screaming in terror like a little girl. <laughs> I wanted that moment. Yeah, that's really. exactly why, right there. <laughs> Anyways, that's why I did Geeky this week. That's, that's damn impressive. Oh, oh, another thing. Sorry, sorry. I also visited uh, three or four um, shops in Anaheim area. Uh, geek shops. Um, we figured while we're there, why don't we stop and you know look at geek stores. All right. And I love the fact that it was pretty, pretty much Deb's idea. That's a keeper. Um, we stopped at this little store that the guy was really cool at, so I wanted to give him a mention. Uh, SoCal Magic. Uh, SoCal Magic is as big as your like bedroom, and they sell magic cards. Tons of magic cards. They've built an entire business around just selling magic cards. Do they have they, tables or anything to play it at? Yeah, they got a few tables, and they got a, they got a few little D&D things, but mainly just magic cards. And we walked wow. in thinking, you know, get some D&D stuff, but the guy talked to me for a while about magic and D&D. <laughs> it was really cool. So, patronize him. All right, cool. The Anaheim area. I went and saw Paul last night. Yeah. Simon Pegg, Nick Frost. What'd uh, you think? It was awesome. Uh, I looked at uh, Entertainment Weekly's review of it before I went, and they had B-plus on it. And uh, I think that's very underrated for this film. Yeah. Uh, now, well, I will say... to speak to geeks. It does. That's what I was going to get at, is that there's a lot of really subtle geek moments in there that uh, I went and saw it with my friend Darren and my friend Dave, and the three of us are giggling at all these little things in the film. And it's maybe... 10, 12 people in the theater total, including us. So a hit then. So, yeah. But uh, we're, we're having a good time with it. And, you know, there are things that I'm laughing out loud at, and I hear nothing else in the theater. So obviously the people that were in the theater with us were either were not geeks or they just didn't find it as amusing as I did. But, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of little funny little things in there. Like... Uh, uh, Oh, I, I can't. I can't really give away because anything no, I say is going to give away the film. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. That's Compared not seen to it, previous but, Simon Pegg and 
Oh yeah, it's it, at least on par with. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, for for me as an Uber nerd, um, from beginning to end, every little thing was just was just fantastic for me. Um, if you're only kind of a nerd, you'll still find it good, I think. And Barry just spilled scotch on himself. Well, it's not a day. <laughs> you do have a drinking problem. Barry, yeah, I can't you, get it in my mouth. Striker. Did, did you remember to put Scotch Guard on first? Oh. oh. <laughs> oh. But, Dummy. Uh, Oh. <laughs> Drunk uh, idiot. Yeah. I've been watching the 1943 <laughs> Batman serial. What? Wow. Really? Yeah, it's that wow. one at, at, at the supermarket that you, you yeah. see at the checkout yeah. line. It's like 10 bucks. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to Batman awesome. cake. So I picked it up. And you have too you much know, money. All right, right? <laughs> <laughs> is that the it's like the Flesher's Superman ones? The very similar? It's not uh, similar it's similar to that. Yeah. This is live oh, action. Live action. Live action. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Live action. Yeah. Um, well cast, it's really interesting to see the story from like the 1943 perspective because the bad guy is Japanese and in fact the, the narrator calls him a, a sneaky Jap and yeah. uh, they talk wow. about how the wise government had moved all the Japanese into the concentration camps. Ooh. <laughs> oh! Yeah, it's... Wow. wow, it's really oh. interesting. I mean, these were these were up on uh, you know up on theater screens, right? And, you know, people would go to watch this. So, yeah. so, so their news. Michelle Mal- Malkin gave it five stars, is what you're saying? Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not our country's finest hour, to say the least. But it, yeah, it was really it was real interesting just to see the the time that it was back then. Batman, you know? I'm gonna break your chaps. face, Batman. And now, <laughs> and now we've got a Muslim Batman. So you know, it's, it's how far it's, we've come. Look at how far we've come. Oh, wait a minute. Proud of that. Who's a Muslim Batman? Night Runner. He's a, he's a Night, he's yeah. a Muslim Batman. We've talked about this. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you were drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Keep drinking your scotch. Where oh your Batmobile? Where your Batcave? Where your Alfred? <laughs> I find him. Oh, I blow him up. <laughs> well, actually, it's 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 not uh, why. Speak like a offensive Asian day. Oh it's, no! It's third annual Talk Like William Shatner Day today. I didn't get the memo. I wasn't aware of this. Today is his 80th birthday. So happy, happy birthday, birthday Shat, to you. Got to do this the rest of the podcast. Happy no, birthday. my God, <laughs> it please, is imperative. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Shatner. Happy birthday to you. And uh, Magic Dude uh, contacted and said that stuff is on the way yes. for he what's pictures. going to my mouth. And oh, yeah. so he sent pictures. He sent pictures. Yeah, I did missed catch the pictures. pictures? Yeah. No, but but I did catch the uh, the little back and forth between him and Magic's son. I don't know if you caught that on the website. No, I didn't. Uh, Not on the website. Yeah, his, uh, uh, someone calling himself Magic's son, which I assume is his son, uh-huh. gets, gets on our son. comments and goes, um, you know, I look forward to those care packages in quotes. And uh, I don't like the fact you're sending them to to feed a bunch of geeks. Not cool. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, uh, heads up to the family. So thank you, Magic Son, Magic Wife, for for uh, indulging us. Yes, the Magic this. Family. It is appreciated. The show appreciates you. We appreciate. Thank you. you. Thanks, Robot in Jail appreciates uh, you. Oh, it's official. It's yes. <laughs> Even Robot I, in Jail is in on this. I'm stuck in jail. I'm Robot in Jail. You've I'm, got to shut him off. I'm Robot in Jail. And and <laughs> you're not you're not even using the cup anymore. You're not even not even trying. I'll get the cup. <laughs> Just wait. Where'd the cup go? <laughs> How's this? No, that's a horrible. <laughs> that's absolutely How terrible. About no, no, no. That, that that's not working. There it is. No, we're not doing I'm this. We're not doing this. <laughs> 
<laughs> for those of you out there interested in the Spidey Project, the zero budget musical that happened in New York for one I showing only, uh, it is now on YouTube. Oh, good. So hey, uh, it's please. in it's uh, com- it completes and it's in four parts. So you can watch parts one through four and get the whole experience. I will say that the sound isn't exactly even, but it is entertaining. So get your uh, Spider-Man musical fix before they fix the Spider-Man musical. <laughs> There's no fixing. Well, There's no comparing, time, though, to Fatty Brick in Spider-Man. <laughs> Fuck this. Fatty Brick. I mourn the Brick. fact that we will forever <laughs> miss the original Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark because they're changing everything. That's true. Well, uh, I read a, a select really good few. review. Have seen it, yeah. I read a good, a lot have seen it. I read a good review on the Ain't It Cool News, and uh, he said it's just terrible. Yeah, just terrible. So they'd have to truly just break the whole thing apart and build it back up from the beginning because he said it's just mean. It's mean spirited. Mean and, and yeah, like how mean? Why why mean? Just because it doesn't it. Does I it guess, hate Spidey? I guess. Oh, the, spoiler alert! I guess um, <laughs> Uncle Ben gets run over by a car instead of shot by the criminal. Okay, that. Because spider, because wow, Peter really? doesn't stop the criminal from getting in the car, <laughs> and he gets run over by a car. Well, at least they kept the criminal in it. It's dumb. Wow, dude, there's some really dumb stuff That's going on in that choice. movie. In that, in that movie, in that fucking thing. Yeah, I said there's like there's bits of dialogue lifted right from the Raimi films. So it's just what? Yeah, it yeah, says it's wow. a real. It's all piecemeal. Oh, like they're they're trying to be trying to say, look at our geek cred. By throwing in all these references from the recent stuff that's been in Ultimate Spider-Man, all this kind of stuff, but it rings hollow because you know it's people. Because Ultimate Spider-Man is a fan's book, really. I mean, it's a great way for new people to get involved yeah, in it. Yeah. But but as a fan, I love that book. It was yeah, it was a great because I know the history. I'm like, oh, here's a new take on this. Yeah, that's it really works. That's an interesting angle. Okay, I would have never thought of that, but it doesn't fuck with my canon. Number one, this thing <laughs> yes. is this thing is taking shit in a whole. The spider way. sings. Come on, <laughs> I, I guess I can sum I'm it up. I'm gonna bite you, baby, this evening. <laughs> I'm gonna bite you right on the hand. There you go. Oh, I'm wow. gonna bite you, Peter Parker. I turn you to a spider, turn you to a Spider-Man. Fame the musical really misses you. <laughs> I've been sitting here in my uh, web all day just waiting for your hand to come near. Why don't you write your own Spider-Man right. musical? You I can just do so much did. better. I just, just did. did. I think we just entered news you don't give a shit about. I think yeah, we're right. very much there. You know, thankfully, not a lot. Not a lot. But uh, this, this first one just caught me very amusing because this is just the internets at work. All great. right. Uh, the Source. This is a DC Comics official blog of the DC Universe. Right. Uh, they temporarily closed down their comments section uh, following a brief but intense flame war that broke out on a recent post. It spiraled <laughs> into personal attacks against readers, creators, and members of the DC Comics staff. What the hell was really? this about? As for what could possibly have inspired so much anger from the readers, that the source had to lock the whole site down to keep things from getting worse. The vitriol was based on a subject of absolute life or death importance. Who runs faster, Superman or the Flash? Uh, what? <laughs> now, I will say I have wondered this myself. Well, apparently a lot of people chimed in. 
uh, you know, comments that are, sections are usually a, a great way to foster a sense of community, engage readers, provoke a way for creators to interact. Uh, but they also allow anybody, <laughs> no matter how ill-informed or angry, to tell everyone else exactly how much they suck. So, yeah, that's pretty much how the internet works. And when you're bringing up hot-button issues like religion, politics, and which fictional character can easily run or fly at the speed of light, well, things got worse, and that's exactly what happened when the source offered a preview of Superman 709, in which Chris Robertson and Eddie Burrows offered their take on the classic of idea of a race between Superman and the Flash. Who wins? And suddenly it was on, and the comments section just... Who won? Exploded. Because the Flash should win. The thing is, I I think it's based on a preview. I don't think we even know yet how how that ends up. So the, I think the Flash would win. He taps into the speed force. He can run faster. Exactly. Superman f- can fly faster. Yeah, he can yeah, run like some time. I mean, if you're saying straight up run, who's faster? Superman probably at the at, you know. Yeah, when just it's speed all said based. Speed based. Yeah, period. Speed Superman's based. faster. But I running, don't think, I don't think that's, the, that's Flash the Flash can travel through space. Yeah. yeah. Well, he can't he travel could, through space, but he, but he can travel through time because he can vibrate yeah. his molecules. Yeah, and I mean he. Faster so, than so is that faster? Yeah. Maybe that is faster. I don't know. All right, is this and the this part where speed, I say endurance. like Paul's ass or something? <laughs> what do you say? What do you say? Well, I, I always they felt it was stupid. I always <laughs> felt it was stupid because you know what? <laughs> Fuck that! <laughs> Fuck you! I'm not taking this shit. Uh, yeah. Cue gunshot. <laughs> yeah, this is how it goes. No, I've always hated it simply because because it's like why can't DC just give speed to the Flash? Superman's got everything else. So just because it's it. addictive. Yeah. <laughs> See, I thought they had. He's also got rebuild the wall of China Vision. But you're right. Superman has everything else. He's got Superman. everything else. Well, Superman for you know that's the problem with the DC universe is you got this know, this ridiculous I... Christ figure in the middle of everything. I... How can you? It's like it's the Picard syndrome. Nothing's interesting anymore because nothing can harm him. You know what I mean? At the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Enterprise D is going to sail off into the sunset. At the end of the day, (laughs) Superman's going to be fine. That's right. At least with Shatner, he got his shirt ripped. He got his son killed by Klingons. He got several ships blown the fuck up. He lost several first officers and good crewmen. Scotty ate himself to death. (laughs) So you're saying is that the canon on what happened to Scotty in the Star Trek universe? That's the canon. He ate himself to death. Did you ever see the end of that? What? So you're saying that. Kirk can run faster than Picard. Uh, no, okay, I'm not saying which that. Kirk? Oh, I was going to say. Let's not forget, Kirk got the da 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 when anything was happening, like that anything really tense was happening. You didn't yeah, get so that. With the what music. did Picard get? Some creepy get? music. Yeah. First Contact had some creepy music. Picard got a little. <laughs> everybody shaking on the bridge, and it's like, it's like report shields holding, sir. Okay, that's, well, that's how good. sad we are. Good we went from Flash Superman to Kirk Picard. You see, this is what? how Flame Wars start. <laughs> how sad we are. I like them both. I well, can well, care We like can't let go of the track. It's apples to oranges. Like, Michael apples is to oranges. so lucky hey, to have not been embroiled. Write in what that. you know. <laughs> what I know is Star Trek. For the record, I'm going to say the Flash has to be faster than Superman. I, I, I wish. I thought they settled I, that in I the I comic, wish. though, because... Uh, because the Flash was able to, you they know, literally speed himself into ambiguous. another dimension because he ran so fast. <laughs> God damn it! He's got it on back. speed, but not endurance, but on a speed. Big blue cheese has just it. got to that's have everything. Is. Yeah, it's the, it's the it's the endurance thing. It's the, it's like the Flash is ultimately faster, but he will die in the act of being faster than Superman. 
Because it doesn't isn't his metabolism so fast he has to like constantly eat. His molecules split up. He dies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He ages. He goes super fast and gets old and dies if he goes that fast. Yeah, relativity. Well, they've gone yeah. through what? Well, because flashes? of all this bullshit yeah. that just exploded here. <laughs> We're shutting down Ugly Couch Show. <laughs> what happens when you put six nerds into a room and talk about Flash and the Superman? This is the note that was put forward by um, Molly Merrill, who essentially oversees the, the comments. Due to the imp- inappropriate comments on this post, we will no longer be allowing comments on the source until further notice. My sincere apologies to those who came to this blog to actually discuss DC Comics and their books, but this back and forth has gotten out of control on this blog. Posts have been and will continue to be deleted on both sides of this conflict. Your post may not have included any offensive words, but by continuing this dialogue, you are only escalating the problem. (laughs) Therefore, any comment that is part of this back and forth will be deleted. Wow, it must have been pretty bad. It must have been like, Flash is faster, Superman is faster, your mother's a whore! (laughs) (laughs) It escalates real quick. There were threats and it, it, It continues a little bit. For those users who had nothing to do with this, I am very sorry for the inconvenience. We are working to make this site more hospitable to those who choose to comment properly and not take part in these offensive and inappropriate disputes. Sincerely, Molly DC Wait a Comics. minute. P.S. Superman is faster. Last <laughs> 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 word. <laughs> and now I'm shutting down the site. Did did the 4chan community find out about this and start posting things to this? Oh, who knows? All, that that is a possibility. Oh, and then of course <laughs> after to PS Superman is faster. PPS suck it. <laughs> Board closed forever. God, I yep. love those 4chan guys. <laughs> love you guys. When cool. is Bieber going to North Korea anyway? Oh yeah, yeah. It's about, he's got that contest was won, man. Mm-hmm. He's got to make it happen. Golly gee. Kim Jong Il will love it. Can keep him. Yeah. Can put him in that museum of all the gifts that were given to him from other countries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Here we have TV and basketballs and Biba. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but it looks good in case. <laughs> and uh, the only other news you don't give a shit about uh, a man named uh, Stephen Clark, 51 years old, claims that. The evil and devious Doctor Who villain Davros was his own creation and not Dalek creator Terry Nations. You see, at age 13, in 1972, Clark entered a contest run by now-defunct comic book TV Action to create a supervillain. Clark wrote an essay and sent in a pencil sketch, which he entitled The Genesis of the Daleks, The Creation of Davros, unquote. The drawing clearly shows a half-man, half-Dalek with a microphone and a headset and a third eye on his forehead, he also will allow mili- uh, military users to create. Uh, I think I, I went to the wrong page. Whoa! <laughs> that's Professional compl- announcer. That's, that's wow. a, yeah, that, that completely. But I gotta not, tell you anyway. It. What the hell, guy? Seriously, you're a little late on Re-co-a-late. the drawing. <laughs> at 13, he wrote well. this, and at 50 something, now he's stepping forward to claim. Yeah. Dude's like. All right, all right, here, here, here you're go, a yeah. little late, buddy. Here, go, did you need this going back? back? To, nah, I don't, okay. I'm done with that page. Thank God. <laughs> The contest was judged by a panel that included actor John Pertwee, who played the third Doctor at the time, a script editor, Terrence Dix, and producer Barry Letts. Uh, Stephen Clark didn't win the contest, which was, uh, I'm sure, a disappointment, but three years later, he saw his own creation on TV in a Doctor Who episode called The Genesis of the Daleks. And now, after four decades, Clark has decided that enough is enough, 
and has begun legal proceedings to sue BBC and BBC Worldwide, who he claims have been using the character he's created without his permission all this time. So why did he wait so long? Apparently, Clark had lost all the drawings he made and was unable to pursue a copyright claim. And when he found them again in the 1990s, he thought it was too late. As to why he's doing this now, Clark says, quote, The money aspect of it is not my primary motivation. I am proud of the character I created, and I just want my work to be recognized. It would be nice to finally link to the character after all this time. Now, here is my question. If whenever you send in something to a contest, a contest yeah. you tend to lose that item. Yeah, it's usually in the contest rules. I was just going to say that, too. Yeah. But this was probably before the heyday of IP crazy legality. And this is, I'm this, sure. This is true. Then, However, still. even even still, uh, even you don't get these things sent back to you when no. they're done. Yeah. It becomes the, the property, property of the people, pretty yeah. much. Yeah, That's, even back uh, as, late, as early as the, you know, the late 60s, they had contests where that and said in the you know the rules. All submissions become the is yeah. the whole sole property of blah blah blah. There was so, a, there was a creative figure contest in the He Man magazine. Oh yeah, back in the day. Oh here we and, go. What? <laughs> no, go, no, go on, go on. The kid, the kid who won <laughs> dimes to donuts is bullshit. But go on. No, go it's ahead, real. Appetite for attorney. You, no, you can look it up. The kid who won. He uh, he sent in his submission was the fearless photog. And he was a, a guy with a camera for a head, basically. It was a figure with a camera for a head. This was pretty cool. It was in the 80s. Okay. Uh, maybe early 90s. No, it would be late late 80s uh, when this went out. But, uh, yeah, that figure never got made, of course. Uh, it wasn't they, they they never said it would go to production for sure. But I think that they that Mattel's artist got a hold of it and did a, a better drawing of it and then, you know, made a prototype drawing of it or what have you. But, yeah, that that's not going to be his. That's not his anymore. Yeah. That's Mattel's. Was that little boy you, Paul? I wish. <laughs> I wish. No, I can. I remember obsessing over that over that contest and being like, "Oh, what could I do?" Did you come up with anything at all? I didn't. No. Really? No. You didn't send in like your fart face, the big fart face. Fart face. This is where this is where up. it gets weird, Kirsten, because. I really respect and love He Man, so I would never send something so dumb as a fart face man. Oh no, because you want to truly respect oh, things like Mechanic. So, and... I am so sorry, Paul. I did not realize. Now, if Robot in Jail had been around at that time, hell yeah, I would have sent in Robot in Jail. Shit. Robot in Jail's getting his USB port pounded by Robot Lifer. Whoa. Who bought him for a carton of cigarettes and two gigs of RAM. Yeah. Oh. In 1974, I killed a man. Load, I'm making you my bitch. Execute. Man, house, and you're the mommy. I've contracted a virus. Good, me too. You know, I'd understand wanting the credit for it, though. Not necessarily needing any money for it, mm. but at least being able to... You know, he wants a, the Tell money. a girl at a sci-fi convention, hey, I did that. <laughs> so, so he could sit next to the guy that played Flash Gordon in the 80s and yeah, sound And Bobby Clark the Gorn. <laughs> or, have him, or have him awkwardly walk up behind you while you're making fun of his sign. That was a really bad moment. <laughs> that was not a fun moment at all. Oh, no. I don't think he heard us. I think he just came up as we were looking yeah, at but the you're sign. Matter. To... I'm sure I looked guilty as soon. <laughs> You're gonna have to explain that one for the people who don't know. Yes, I, I was planning on it. Uh, it was yeah. one of I think Jeff's first comic. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was my first comic. We were up in the uh, the minor league signing area, up in the registration area. The the fallen stars. Yes, area. that that basic 
area where everyone got, got buys their own little booth who was in Buffy season two for two episodes. Yeah. And uh, I can't remember his name. The guy that played Flash Gordon in the uh, 80s movie was up there. And he's he was there like every year Shit, and so on. What is his name? And he came to some Trek conventions. And oh, did he? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He did. He still does. The booth was empty. And I was looking at the sign. And I was making some comment. as like, 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 man, the, how, how far, you know, how long are you going to stretch this thing out and just roll it in? More yeah, like we were, flash we were, in the pan, Gordon. No. Huh? <laughs> Yeah, we were we were doing a little back and forth, very MST, and and then uh, he walks up behind us and introduces himself. He's like, "Hey guys, how you doing?" And we're like, "Fine." He's like, uh, he's like and he's all like, you know, I mean, he's like totally cool. He's like, he's like, "How's Comic Con treating you?" Blah blah blah. And I said, oh, it's my first time. Oh, so yeah, he's yeah. being nice on top of everything else. Yeah, just yeah. Oh. Your yeah. what a like, bastard, <laughs> rubbing it in. So, oh. so we're what not sure if he heard anything. But the mere Doesn't fact matter. that he comes up and he's nice and shakes our hands and is inquiring about yeah. how how we're enjoying Comic Con and oh it's your first time the well, nicest what do you fellow think so far planet. yeah <laughs> just, and, just awesome. did you buy an autograph picture and these two oh. dou- these two douchebags just walk away with their tails between the legs because they're assholes <laughs> well and then of course, oh, later at the on, end of the day do... he was still Flash Gordon yes he was he and we Ming are the, the ugly couch show that's right he killed <laughs> Ming the merciless and then of course we go on years later to do the the Comic Con survival guide and and highlight that area of the con and make <laughs> and proceed to make more fun of people like that, uh, <laughs> like you know Aaron Gray. And you guys never will learn your lesson. No, nope. don't you make fun of Aaron Gray. She's hot as business. She's hot like fire. How old is she? I don't care. <laughs> no, the reason I'm saying is women should hope to look as good as she does That's at true. her age. Amen. Yeah, concur. It's because she got that. Dr. Theopolis stuck in her. Is that why she looks good and Virginia Hay doesn't? Yes. (laughs) Pull me back, Tweaky. Now push me forward. That's it. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Dr. Theopolis. Oh, boy. I lost Dr. Theopolis inside Aaron Gray. Half our listening audience is like, who the hell is Aaron Gray? <laughs> well, we got Tweaky Roger. in jail. What <laughs> is jail? Tweaky in jail. Oh, look at that Tweaky. He's just the right height. Come over here, Tweaky. Beady, beady, blah, blah, blah. Wow, the roles have reversed here today. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> Except Kirsten's actually funny. Oh! Oh, oh, don't throw down the gauntlet, Jeff. I swung for the de- upper decks and I hit the home it's run. It's on like Donkey Kong now. Paul is going to release all his great funny oh, now. No, no. Man, we've been waiting three years for Paul. Paul looks, Paul looks yeah, like I just kicked his dog done yet, in front of him. What the fuck? Why am I going to get started now? All right, what's next? Uh, please. Uh, Six-figure publishing contracts, uh, stuff that most writers dream of. But for Barry Eisler, publishing his work online is more allure. The best-selling thriller author and former CIA agent turned down a half-a-million-dollar publishing contract for two books, opting instead to release his books as e-books on Amazon and other e-publishing platforms. Interesting gambit. Though uh, Eisler is opposed to the onerous DRM that traditional publishers impose on the books in their stables, 
He says his decision was motivated by economic realities rather than highfalutin principles. When he was sitting at the table with his family trying to figure out the terms of his next deal, his 11-year-old daughter asked, why didn't he just self-published? And he realized she had a point. Whereas a self-published author on Amazon takes home 70% of the revenue on their work after Amazon takes its 30% cut, a, a traditionally published author uh, like Eisler's friend and fellow writer Joe Corinth's math, they get just 14.9% earnings. Really? 14? Like 14.9? Yes. Jeez. Well, consider the difference. I had no idea. The marketing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you have like Random House pushing your shit, they're going to push it. They're going to put you on right. uh, lists, and they're going to put you on freaking Oprah if they if can. If you have yeah. Specific House pu- pushing your shit, it's even better. Yeah, it's a machine. Digging, right. digging, publishing digging, houses. Found nothing. Damn that gauntlet. <laughs> the, the promotional areas, yeah. It's amazing how many people the infinity are yeah. freak, you know, calling up programs, booking them on... You know, autograph signings and and TV ads. And so sure, but, but if you already yeah. have a following, yeah, yeah, exactly. if you already have a following, you don't yeah. need it. That's why right. musicians and such they they you know start their own labels. Yeah, yeah. I guess now the the doors what open for writers to do so. It makes sense. Sound like it? Ah, yeah, shit. Once you their contracts up, run out, they don't I'd have to resign. Self publish because otherwise you end up doing a cooking segment between the weather and. Some new music group. Motherfucker, I America. remember doing a cooking segment. Oh, uh, did we ever? <laughs> you weren't there for that one. I've done cooking segments, and I've done... Uh, Kirsten and I yeah, did, a, yeah. did a morning show in Louisville. Wow. God damn, we had to be up at like 3 in the morning. And they put us up at this quote-unquote bed and breakfast oh, that was boy. in the middle of infinity nowhere. <laughs> it was the craziest I mean, place. There were, there, there were, this place was so rural, they didn't even have stars. It it's like crazy. driving down the road in pitch blackness. It was nuts. And and this woman's house, a nice woman, and it was just her house. Yeah. And she just was bed and breakfast in it. And, dude, you, you turn off the lights, and you felt like you were in a submarine. It's crazy. <laughs> that bedroom window was black. It was. There it was, was nothing we were, out there. It was at least a nothing. mile deep in the woods. It was, <laughs> it was a little creepy. What the hell did they send you out in there In the for? fucking sticks, man. Because we, and then we, we, did, we did it. It was outside of Louisville. And then we went For to channel fifty seven. No, WDRB channel forty one. Okay. So we did uh, the morning the morning show mm-hmm. on uh, channel forty one. Ran I uh, I ran across the thing and he ran after me. Uh, it was weird. Yeah, I was I was Starfleet <laughs> and he was uh, he was Bohan. It was what such a the? weird thing. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. just oh boy. They sent us all the way. Oh yeah, they sent us out. There. We were that was, that the, was during the. Uh, Earth King, tour, yeah. When we were at Kings Island, oh. yeah. did like right before you dozed off, like like literally that little twilight area before you hit full sleep. Did you hear banjos? No, there wasn't much sleep going on though. Seriously, we got to bed at like there was just 10, a lot of fucking. Yeah, and we <laughs> well, we forgot the Ashley Judd mask. So that place was so poor they didn't have banjos. <laughs> they just went dee 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 dee. Oh. Get over here. <laughs> I mean, it was. I mean, it was good to have that place to uh, to get dressed in. But that's all we did was yeah. get dressed. Yeah, we didn't sleep it for twenty minutes, maybe. Really, no. wow. we got there late and had a couple hours, and then we left real. It was crazy. Yeah. Hmm. What a time. Mm-hmm. Memories. Mm-hmm. All right. And now we are, we're we're deep in weekend geek now. We're, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, there we go. This is uh, after this is a little inspirational thing. After crossing the finish line at the Los Angeles Marathon on Sunday, 
Former U.S. sumo champion Kelly Net, uh, Nighting broke the Guinness World Record for heaviest person to com- complete a marathon. Weighing exactly 400 pounds, Nighting finished the marathon in 9 hours and 48 minutes and 42 seconds, having jogged the first 8 miles, then walked the last 18. <laughs> wow. 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 Hey, good on him, man. I haven't completed a marathon. Nighting told reporters that he was delirious about 10 miles in. He knew he reached the mile 15 when a friend came along and brought him clean socks. (laughs) Man, I get dizzy walking down the street going to the Panda Express. Good on him. (laughs) He lost about four pounds from running the marathon alone. Wow. Wow. So, yeah. So, there. Get up. Run or walk some of it. Who are you telling that to? Our audience is geeks. (laughs) <laughs> we, 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 our main show is the ugly couch yeah. show, for Christ's sake. Sumo, big guy. Sumo. Wow. Oh, boy. <laughs> I picture E-Honda. <laughs> right. That's why. Never mind. Uh, this is from uh, Ted Sarandos, Netflix, Netflix uh, chief content officer. We're delighted to tell you that late in 2012, Netflix will be bringing our members in the U.S. and Canada exclusively... More Tyler Perry? House of Cards. Tyler Perry's House of Cards. No. <laughs> House of Cards is the actual name of the show. It had yeah. nothing to do with Perry. It's the much-anticipated television series and political thriller from executive producer David Fincher yep. and starring Ooh. Kevin Spacey. Oh! Yeah. We've committed to at least 26 episodes of the serialized drama, which is based on a BBC miniseries from the 1990s that was a favorite of Netflix members. Originally written as a novel by former UK Conservative Party Chief uh, Staff Michael Dobbs, House of Cards explores the ruthless underside of British politics at the end of the Thatcher era. I remember that now. I'm fascinated. Uh, Now, what's the Netflix angle? uh, It's reset against the backdrop of modern-day U.S. electoral politics. Interesting. This new one-hour drama follows Spacey as an ambitious politician with his eye on the top job. Uh, Netflix has found the gripping serialized one-hour drama such as Heroes, Lost, Dexter, and Weeds has become a very important part of the Netflix experience over the last years, and we've been able to add these shows from many different channels, with the notable exception of HBO. Uh, with David Fincher's unique vision, the incre- incredible skills of uh, Kevin Spacey, and a great and timeless story of power, corruption, and lies, we think House of Cards will become a big hit among Netflix members. And so Netflix now has its own TV show. Awesome. That's great. <clears throat> Good. So, wow. so a new way of ingesting serialized TV. Well, we're uh, we're getting ready to cancel our cable. Just, just yeah. stick with Netflix. Yeah. Because that's you really get enough good stuff. I'm watching Breaking Bad right now through Netflix. I'm getting all oh, the discs. Sent out. Well, it's really great. Uh, I don't know if it's. I don't know if you're ready to cancel. I don't know if I'm ready to cancel cable over Netflix. We watch some Netflix, but not all of it's that great. And well, I'm not the type you of guy. Watch, to, just pick better things. Well, I'm no, saying. I'm not the type of guy to watch things twice. And the, a lot of the stuff that I'm watching right now, I'm watching like, well, when it comes back on, uh, True Blood, Sons of Anarchy. Uh, okay. I know V. Don't judge me. Um, <laughs> Castle, Castle, like Supernatural. Okay, those shows, they're they get on Netflix, but they get on Netflix way after. Yeah, they do on everything else. And you know, I I am I am a fan of the idea of if it if I haven't watched it, it's new to me. Mm -hmm. But if everyone and their mother is talking about it, I'm gonna hear about it and I'm gonna know the ending. But you can see it on other other formats on the the internet. The point of this one though is that it's the first original content. That's coming to Netflix. Yeah. And oh no, I I agree with no, you. No, no. What I'm great. saying though is in the contract they get to air it before anyone else. Yeah. So even if HBO, Showtime, whoever picks this up, 
they get to air it first before you know at least months before it gets anywhere well, else. I know. I, I got a feeling it's so. not going to go anywhere. Yeah, I think yeah. it's going to stay Netflix. It's going to be a thing you can only see if you get Netflix. We, we completely see eye to eye on this. Yeah, I'm just saying that I'm not ready stuff. to cancel cable over Netflix. No, I, I get you. But if if a lot of the, if this works and I hope it does, and it sounds like they're starting off with a winner, then maybe they'll do more of it, yeah. and then maybe yeah. I will have to cancel cable. There you go. Uh, the U.S. military is about to get into the business of lurking on forums and hanging around social media sites in a big way. Oh, they're about to, are they? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. They've never done that before. Well, they missed the good No, no you wait. Superman. Central Command, <laughs> CENTCOM, is teaming up with a company called Intrepid on software that will allow military users to create and manage multiple fake but convincing social media accounts mm. replete with background history supporting details and cyber presences that are technically, culturally, and geographically consistent, unquote. The military says these sock puppet accounts will support, quote, classified blogging activities on foreign language websites to enable CENTCOM to counter violent extremist and enemy propaganda outside the U.S., unquote. Wake the fuck up. I was doing this a few years ago with another what? company that will remain nameless. <laughs> were, you, were you like Joe Durka Durka on some uh, <laughs> Taliban site? Durka Durka oh, Muhammad Jihad. But that was uh, like Joe Nobody on some company site that is not ours. I got you. And, you know what? And it, saying things. The freaking Department yeah. of Homeland Security has been doing this for years. The Huffington so Post the reports these false online personas, also known as sock puppets, will be equipped to seem like real people while entering online discussion through blogs, message boards, chats, and more. With a false persona, a user could discredit opponents or create a semblance of consensus. The military claims that the software will not, however be used on U.S.-based audiences or sites like Facebook or do you, Twitter. Do you guys ah, ever read... Ah, do you guys ah, ever read... What a relief. Do you ever read the posts on Yahoo after their news stories? Occasionally, a news story on Yahoo will get my interest, and I'll click on it and read the news story. And then you scroll down, and you see all the posts from Yahoo users. They comment on it. Have you ever seen That's these things? I haven't, I haven't gone down as far as like comments. On, uh, AOL. Okay, but you, have you ever read into any of the comments ever? Yeah. I mean, is it the most? It's the most disheartening thing in the world. Mm-hmm. It's, so, it, if these if these were sock puppets, I'd be okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> but my my instinct tells me these are real human beings, yeah. and the Earth is doomed. Yeah. Here's what we would do: we would ask our own questions on Yahoo Answers. We'd let people answer them, but we would answer our own answers, our own questions, and vote those up. And That's, we would do this all the time, mm-hmm. and then eventually we would be we would get a reputation for a answering the questions related to our industry, <coughs> helicopter training, and we would uh, <laughs> dirtiest company in the world, bankrupt. Look them up. Um, we would also answer uh, the people who would answer would be uh, looked on as authoritative because they'd get lots of points and whatnot. And we'd build up these sock puppets like that. I had this idea in 2007. I carried it out. I was the project manager for it. I take full responsibility, and I'm proud of it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, so you're so, saying the U.S. military owes you IP on this? Uh, yes, okay? and the guy who created Davros also needs money. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Davros the, is the first sock The only puppet. thing I'm taking out of this is... Paul, you still use Yahoo? Yeah, seriously? <laughs> what? You don't use Yahoo? <clears throat> Nobody uses Yahoo anymore. Well, I use Gmail too, but Yahoo is my old account. Yahoo is still... Uh, for those of you fans out there who'd like to contact the famous Paul, you may at 
V-O-Q-H-A at yahoo.com. Like you don't have enough unread email in your inbox. I do have a lot of unread email in my inbox. That's not all I got in my inbox. I'm not kidding you, folks. I was at his house one time. He logged into his email account, and it said something like 500 unread messages. Whoa. I'm like sitting there, I'm like. 500? Maybe that was red message. I'm not sure. It was going on for a while. Yesterday, I took a look. (laughs) <laughs> I have 28,000 unread messages. Holy God! 28,000 unread. And mind you, he never deletes old no, emails. never delete old emails. I want a paper trail. <laughs> of what? Viagra? Of, of my relationships. My relationships with MaddieCollector.com. God. Wow. All right. As, well, as, as somebody with minor OCD, that, that would drive right. me insane. Well, we're probably going to have to bleep out my email address anyway. Why? No. Who cares? 28,000 messages? <laughs> yeah. Well, right. I, can't even, I don't think it matters list myself. <laughs> yeah. I think you've shown that it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's going to hack it now. Oh, oh no. He logs on and finds you have 28 unread messages. Oh, no. What happened to all my messages? Somebody has been hack. reading my unread email. <laughs> my shit's important. Or Yahoo will hack it just to delete your shit. <laughs> no, they won't. Man, there's some people in Nigeria who seriously need your attention right now. Those people say unlimited storage. I put them to the test. <laughs> well, if anyone wants your email address, all they have to do is go to Ugly Couch Show. It's right there. That's true. Famous Paul. Ugly That's true. It's the same. I can't access that account right now, though. What? I can't get on there for some reason. What in the uh, hell is wrong with you? No, I need you to do some admin finagling. I'll fix it. <laughs> I'll fix I, it. One of us will fix it. I, I'm so bad with technology. It's ridiculous. Oh My wife will tell you, I love technology. Love it. But I break it and I'm dumb on it. It's so bad. It's like you in video games. You love them so that's much. That's what I'm saying. Damn, you suck at them. I know. Just I'll like suck you at that pinball, poker Barry. game, though. That's fun. Don't even start with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to bring it down. Bring it down. Uh, veteran, character, actor, and alumni of Doctor Who and the uh, Avengers, Michael Goh. Uh, passed away oh. at the oh. age of 94. Wow. His acting credits include uh, Hammer Horror Films, where he appeared alongside Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing, multiple episodes of Doctor Who, which he got in part because the time he was married to the actress who played Doctor Who's companion, and a bit part in the movie Top Secret, but what he's most known for, at least outside of Great Britain, was playing the role of Alfred in all four 90s era Batman films. Oh yeah. him! Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's wow. good. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know he was still alive. That's ninety-four. Good for him. Well, he's not now. Oh yeah, now yeah. he's not. <laughs> <laughs> kind of missed him. If you had anything yeah. important to say to him, <laughs> you're a little fucked. He just yeah. died. Oh wow! <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know he was still alive. You yeah, just so. missed the part where we said he's dead now. Oh. So, <laughs> so you can stop the fan mail now, where, where you left it. <laughs> now I'll never get that answer to my fan mail. <laughs> The Americanized adaptation of Akira is in full development. Kira. Oh. Akira. Akira. Oh, of, of Akira. Yeah. Tetsuo, Kaneda, Akira, is, uh, Giant Blob. Uh, director Albert Hughes. Is what's his name still connected to it at all? Has a script uh, rewritten by Harry Potter's uh, Steve Clovis. Oh, boy. Yeah. No, it, what... Uh, Di- DiCaprio was attached to it for a long time. Uh, no, no. Oh. It's, it's ready. He it, let it go? I believe so. And this is one of the Hughes brothers is in Dead Presidents? Uh, I don't know. It is. It's the twins. Albert Hughes. Yeah. Yeah. The Hughes brothers. The well, dead, dead presidents. He's ready to shoot this summer. Fart on this. This movie's going to be a fart. <laughs> but who will play the two starring roles? Who will care? This Akira. 
is still about two biker gang buddies. Biker gang buddies. The leader of the gang and his best friend who gets experimented on by the military and presumably turns into the city-swallowing mutant. Uh, Neo-Tokyo is now New Manhattan. Tetsuo. Oh, boy. Canada. Tetsuo. Uh, and, uh... Canada. Who knows if they'll still be n- named that, uh, yeah. given they the... They better be. Given if the they're uniform, not, fuck this movie. Given the uniform whiteness of the actors that Warner Brothers has put on the oh, shortlist of stars. Oh, great. I, I really should have put this in the shit news. Yeah. Great. No, I care about it, but I'm... It's, so it's gonna it just be, makes us instead angry. Of, instead of Canada and Tetsuo, it would be Ted and Ken. Yeah. Probably. a new news Kenny! News you killed you Kenny with giant arm fart fucking... <laughs> Well, for Canada, the favorites are Garrett Headland, um, Michael Fassbender, who? Oh, boo! Chris Pine, no, Oy. Justin Timberlake, no, and and Joaquin Phoenix. What? Uh, anyone but Joaquin Phoenix. I'll take any of them, but but Joaquin. For Tetsuo, the studio wants either James McAvoy, yeah, he'd McAvoy, be fine, uh, Andrew Garfield, or Robert Pattinson. Oh, no. Man. Why? These Why? people are fucking uh, retarded. Akira. <laughs> it's totally worth it to see Paul's pain. That hurts. That hurts my heart. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Fuck that garbage. All right, the next one is solidly in the rumor category from the person who spoke it. But I thought hey, who so- spoke it? Joke it. <laughs> but I, uh. I figured that's a... Uh, this it was worth repeating in this okay. case. I usually don't like to do rumors on the show, but I liked this one. At the Walking Dead panel at this past weekend, C two E two Comics another geekery convention in Chicago, one of the undead uh, hit stars of uh, Walking Dead, let slip that the horror luminary might be saddling up for a tour in Zombieland. While fielding a question about whether executive producer Frank Darabont would be directing a second season premiere, the answer was no. Uh, by the by, uh, Lori Holden shifted giddily in her seat and said, quote, I heard a rumor that Stephen King's going to write one, unquote. Now, that is still, as Holden states right up front, a rumor, but it's a rumor from The Walking Dead's inner circle. And Darabont and King have a long, long history together. Yeah. Shawshank Redemption, Green Mile, The Mist. Uh, so yes. another collaboration wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. Impossibility. Well, that would be very cool. Yeah. Yeah, that would be neat. So, as long as Kirkman is very involved. As long as Kirkman is is overseeing it all, great. We don't need the Dark Tower. Yeah. (laughs) We don't need the gunslinger to come out here and start capping zombies. As long as as Kirkman has creative control. No. We might need that. Boo. I don't want them to veer too far. They're pretty. They're veered pretty far from the comic. If you haven't watched, if you haven't uh, read the comic and yet watched the series, they veered pretty far. But. I hope they bring it back in soon. There's a, there was it, enough stuff in there that I thought they were still being very true to it and very faithful to it, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I, I had no problem with the veering. In fact, it kept me a little more on my seat because I wasn't sure what was going to happen. Yeah. Well, they're pretty yeah. far veered. Right well, I now. don't know. I like the comic Flash was faster than Superman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to start a fight. That's Is that it? it? Yeah. Is Zombie Flash faster than Zombie Superman? <laughs> oh, they, Brains. Super brains. <laughs> Fast brains. Well, Marvel did the zombies. Why not uh, DC zombies? Well, they did. They did? Mm-hmm. Darkest Night. Yeah, oh, pretty much. Well, yeah, oh, sort go. of. <laughs> so, so disappointed. Jeff, oh, it doesn't no. count that. I haven't, I haven't watched it. I haven't read the whole thing yet, so just I, can't really, I can't really comment on the, the good or bad of Darkest Night. But Wow, that's rare for this cast. I know. 
Somebody has not read it and will not comment. Oh. <laughs> That's not me. Woo! I'll still. S- I have say not stuff. seen it, so I will reserve judgment. <laughs> Witness the apocalypse. <laughs> 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 What's the use of having an opinion if you can't wield I'm, it? I'm the anti I like, I like to give things a chance before I poo-poo them. <laughs> Boo his. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it, but I'm going to say it's terrible anyway. Chances are. <laughs> Most stuff is. <laughs> a new British sci-fi film was one of the hottest must-see movies at last week's South by Southwest Film Festival, but it might not get a U.S. release because it's in English. Huh? Uh, despite uh, rave reviews from a number of websites and strong audience reaction at the Audience Film Festival, Heat Vision has speculated on why the movie Attack the Block, about a group of inner-city London teens who fight off an alien invasion, did not pick up a distribution deal. The reason? It's in English. But a heavily accented slang spoken in the London slums that apparently has some American distributors wondering if U.S. audiences will be able to understand what the kids are saying. Uh, two scenarios have sprung up as a result. The movie goes out with subtitles, or someone picks up the remake rights and does a North American version. So there's a bunch of chavs. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Oh, boy. So it's, No, it's, I'm hearing great things about this movie. Ali G really? yeah. versus the Space Mutants. Oh, no. Which, actually, I might see, too. <laughs> Y'all is coming out the sky. <laughs> Y'all is like, we're going to break you. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Stop what? it. Stop it. It's actually, a actually I, think, I think Borat versus the aliens would be really... Cool. Borat versus aliens would be wonderful. Yeah, that'd be really funny. A bunch of aliens come along and they grab a hold of uh, Sasha Cohen and they're like, dude, play Borat, go stall. Stall for time. (laughs) And he just runs (laughs) off and spends an hour and a half Uh running the aliens around. (laughs) Uh, You know that uh, report, uh, the uh, proposed Sandman TV series is dead in the water? Yes. Well, it might be premature. Says one of the head honchos of DC Comics. I see uh, Eric Kripke the uh, creator of Supernatural and the man asked to develop a Sandman TV series said earlier the week that the proposed series quote, didn't quite happen this season and was vague as to when or if it could happen at all. Now enter DC chief creative officer, Jeff Johns, who tweeted quote, correction to the world. The Sandman is awake psyched to be working with at Neil himself on developing one of the greatest series ever. The news that uh, Gaiman is getting involved directly with the show, of course, is music to Sandman fans everywhere. Uh, But it's quite possible that Warner Brothers Television, which is back in the show, has simply decided that Kripke wasn't their man and has put Sandman back in the hands of Gaiman and Johns. Hmm. Nice. So, yeah, potential good news in the hands of, one, its creator, and, well, Jeff Johns. All right. Uh, Production has officially begun on The Hobbit. Nice. Uh, it's being directed by Peter Jackson, so right. that, that has started now. So, yay. yay. All that, that yay. bullshit that kept it going is done. <laughs> is it going to be as epic as Lord of the Rings was? Uh, I oh, got hobbits. Yay. Well, there'll be an elf love story. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where? You got that in there, uh, Todd? Uh, no. The thing, what? Fan anger or anger over the character of Itarel, which is a female elf who's Looking for love. I think she might be after Legolas, who also shows up. Legolas is in it. Yeah, yeah. See, what they're doing, what they're doing is they're not just doing the Hobbit. They're actually doing the whole searching for Gollum thing. 
uh, Aragorn and uh, Gandalf going after Gollum. What's and, that? And in? The whole, What's that book? What's that's that in the in? appendices of Return of the King. Ah. Yeah. Also, it's a, it'll be the story of Gandalf, uh, Galadriel, the White Council, like Saruman, booting Zauron out of uh, Mirkwood when he was the necromancer. Yeah. So they're going to be telling that whole story. So, so are you cool with this, the, the redacted history? Or I, you, you know, because you they're, they're you know, I, uh, I don't know. I, I, it depends how it's it done. It, I, I guess it depends it how it's done because, you know, it's like what he did with Arwen with me was sort of like, eh, but it was like, ah, uh, you know, he didn't, I don't know. I don't know. It can't so, be done the way the books are written because the books aren't written in a way that'll that'll make that story interesting as you throw it in as an appendice. It has to be thrown into the rest of the story. And I understand that. And then, but for the... And, well, it does weave because Gandalf, one of the reasons Gandalf keeps disappearing in The Hobbit he's doing other is things. because he's running off with the others he's, looking he's for looking Gollum, for kicking Zauron's yeah. ass out of the Mirkwood. Yeah. So it's actually all intertwined in there. It is okay. actually all in there. So, okay. Well, then it works, you know. Yeah. Except there is no Itarel. Yeah. A female but, uh, elf, Wilkin Panub. That that that. <laughs> Who's she after? But let's let's I don't remember know. This Robert Jackson. We got to throw yeah, some dude. trust to the director. He did a good job. Well, you know. he, um, yeah. I mean, you know, he he handles. Yeah. And, and the Hobbit was a kid's story, so like yeah. you've got to do something to like, gotta have sex the audience. Yeah, you got to. Do you think yeah. he's writing that character to get some of his own IP in there that he can sell her action figure and make pure profit? No. Why I think I think they're doing device? it. I think they're doing it because one one semi-legitimate complaint about Tolkien is that his female characters are passive and in the background and and aren't seen doing too much. Consider the so, time. That's true. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Yeah. So for a modern sensibility, let's throw in a kick-ass elf warrior babe, which you know, in of itself, it's probably going to be cool. And women love the Twilight. I object to the idea uh, of modern sensibility. In general, <laughs> Barry, the, the empowerment of women is gone. I can tell enough, by the way you, <laughs> by the way you dress. Let's take one giant step backward. If Mad <laughs> Men has taught us anything, if the story is, if the story, the story is, what the story is. You know, I mean, I, why I, do we I, have I, to throw in I, well yeah. a female character just to say, oh look, females can be strong too? That's what we have Joss Whedon for. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and TV's future Wonder Woman. Hey. Deadline reports that uh, with the rights of the material about to revert back to its owners after four years, Paramount Pictures has decided to cut its losses and give up on a new big screen version of the book Dune, which has been filmed twice already as a 1984 movie and the 2000 sci-fi miniseries. Richard P. Rubenstein, who owns the rights to the film, uh, said, quote, Paramount's option has expired and we couldn't reach an agreement. I'm going to look at my options and whether I wind up taking the script we developed in a turnaround or starting over, I'm not sure yet. Uh, the reason why Paramount didn't want to pick up the option and keep working at it? Well, money, says Rubenstein, who added, sure, it's frustrating how long this has taken, but most of what I've done, that worked out well over the years, like the miniseries The Stand. It took a long time. That minis Dune miniseries was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. God, it was terrible. Yeah, it was. I think it's a little too soon to redo. Too the... soon for Dune? I was trying to avoid the rhyme. <laughs> it's a little too soon for Dune. It's not the right time for the rhyme. Oh, ow! I hate you. Wow, no white boy rap. I just hate you. What if Dune? I just say it twice. What if Dune had a balloon <laughs> under the moon? 
In June. You're With a, a loon. Uh, you're a buffoon. Oh, and a goon. A swoon. What a bunch of maroons. <laughs> yeah. Are we done? That's it for the geek news. Why don't they leave Dune in its Oh, can cocoon. I throw in a quick geek news? Yeah, go ahead. Real oh. quick geek news. Here we go. Um, you guys, D&D buffs, you all remember Keep on the Borderlands? Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, okay, yeah. You remember the, 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 the original module. The original module, right? What's and you it remember keep, little uh, Keep on the Borderlands. Okay. Um, and you remember the cover from that? And the cover from, like, Queen of the Demon Web Oh, Kids. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was done by artist Jim Rosloff. He, okay. He passed away a few days oh, ago. Oh. He succumbed oh. to cancer. So just wanted to throw a geek out to uh, uh, Laura Rosloff, his, uh, his wife, oh. the survivor. Uh, Rosloff was not, he, he was actually kind of interesting. He was an artist with, like, uh, the um, counterculture in the uh, late 60s, uh, there was a counterculture magazine called Chicago Seed, I believe it was. And he was involved with that before he came out on TSR when it was first going up. When he became art director, he was the dude who kind of ushered in the new era of what they called the oil artists with Elmore, Easley, Clyde Caldwell, okay. and Truman, my favorite, Keith Parkinson. Uh, it was his uh, editor... Um, what? Art directorship that uh, the, the TSR art took that kind of angle. So oh, okay. I just want to bring that up for history purposes. Yay. But uh, rest in peace and yeah. thank you, Jim, for your work. Nice. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that up. Indeed. And that can only bring us to a big list. Big list! Big list. Woo! Uh, you know, we, we talk about the, the overblown stuff against video games all the time. So I just wanted to step back and bring up the eight most overblown video game controversies. Uh, okay. There right. we go. This is actually, uh, I, I handpicked these eight from the ten that were out there from uh, Danny Gallagher of Spike TV. Do we get to guess? Uh, you know what? It, the guessing probably isn't that hard. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we should just roll into it. Hot yeah. coffee is number one. Uh, <laughs> you know what? That's not number one. Whoa! It's Whoa. up there, but Custer, it's Custer's one. Revenge is number one. Uh, Custer's Revenge was not even in this list. Well, oh. then that list is not right. There no. you go. No, actually, I have not heard this list, actually, and it's ass. Actually, Custer, <laughs> Custer's Revenge was left intentionally left off because of how much has been covered. So he kind of left that. Got bit. it. Because number eight is Night Trap. Night, night Trap. Night Trap. Dana Plato getting raped. No, she she wasn't the one that got raped. Somebody else got raped. <laughs> <laughs> No one, no one got raped. Leave it all the spread. False rape rumors. No, that's why there was a quote-unquote rape scene in Night Trap. There, there, was, was, no got, quote, there, was, there no was no rape, rape scene, scene in Night Trap. What Night Trap did you see? <laughs> there is a, it is a suggestive scene where the, the hooded guy comes in at the girl and, goes, ah, and grabs her. And that's what people called the rape scene back then. <laughs> yes. Wow. Uh, okay, so that's Paul's list, the most underappreciated, overblown <laughs> controversies <laughs> of uh, video for, games. For those who aren't familiar with it, like me, what is Night Trap? Thank you, It's Jeff. a Sega CD system. They used okay. a live-action film to turn games into realistic-feeling adventures. Full they had a lot video. of money, so they got Dana Plato. Well, if real life featured fuzzy videos with cheesy dialogue, yeah, Night Trap stood out as a source of controversy because it featured scenes of extreme violence toward young, scantily clad women. A.K.A. rape! Particularly a scene in which a hot blonde in a nightgown is dragged off screen in a shot collar by a group of henchmen. That's when they suggest rape is happening. However, it was the only scene of violence in the whole game. Other reports said the object of the game was to trap and kill the co-eds. When in fact, the object was to trap the evil oogs meandering through the house that were actually trying to kidnap the co-eds. 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 Yes. 
What's an oog, Barry asks. Oh, Barry, you're so naive. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, hey, I never played it. it mm. The oog, or that, it. This, they create the night trap. I don't know. The oogs, right, ladies. <laughs> and now all this in, could have been avoided if professional outrage artists like Senator Byron Dorgan had actually played the game. But uh, asking any politician to th- thoroughly research an issue before speaking out about it, it's far too much to ask. God yeah. damn, stupid people. Uh, number seven is the Texas Chainsaw Massacre for the Atari 2600. That came out for the 2600? Oh, it sure yeah. did. Why didn't I, I wasn't aware of that. Uh, turning a villain into a, the hero of the game was unheard of in the days of the 2600. Uh, so when horror movie auteur Charlie Band, yeah, the one who brought his puppet master later on, got his bloody hands in the video game market, he caused a big stink. He turned the classic slasher masterpiece of Texas Chainsaw Massacre into a grind em up game that puts the player behind the human skin mask of Leatherface and lets them chain, chain, uh, chase down innocents with a gear-grinding chainsaw for points. Wow. Uh, stores either refused to stock the game or hid it behind the counter where adults only could purchase it. Uh, the concept of the game may have sounded violent, uh, but it was far from bloody. Uh, thanks to limited graphics and the crude sounds... Uh, Leatherface just looked like a walking jack-o'-lantern with a hot dog-shaped tumor sticking out of his gut. <laughs> I was trying to imagine what, what that would look like. It's like it's a I, bunch I, of blocks. I have played it. What it's, are you going to see? It's horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. I mean, let's, I mean, 2,600 games, they're some of the worst shovelware that ever came out. Hell, you had, didn't you have an emulation of the uh, Master's Revenge that you showed me the other day? Yeah, and I was I, like, I, wow, that really was a horrible And game. I also have the emulation of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Nice. Aha! Uh, number six is Grand Theft Auto 4 for Rockstar Games. Grand Theft Auto 4? 4. 4. Just about every time Rockstar releases a game... Someone is bound to find some moral flaw or objectionable material in it. Uh, GTA, however, has always been a lightning rod for whining and complaining since the open sandbox nature of the game lets players do most everything they please. The latest installment brought the wrath of New York City, who claimed that Liberty City's eerily similar appearance to the Big Apple portrayed their homestead as a crime-ridden cesspool where only thugs, murderers, and thieves lived, thrived, and survived. Of course... New York never had any problems with it when it came to edgy movies like The French Connection and Midnight Cowboy or TV shows like NYPD Blue that portrayed them in a similar light. When right. they actually are a crime-ridden cesspool of filth and... <laughs> Vill- villainy? Villain, <laughs> villainy, yes. <laughs> Scum and villainy. Uh, number five is Elder Scrolls Four: Oblivion. Really? Oh. The horse armor? Yes, the horse armor. Now, the decency police... <laughs> the horse armor? What? No, yeah. horse armor. Horse... <laughs> you, you just want it so bad ladies and gentlemen Jeff's impression of Paul <laughs> I was I was trying but he wasn't he, was, no, he, he wouldn't give me an inch I get it horse horse armor doesn't do her any good because it has holes in the right places <laughs> really when it comes to fantasy art isn't it all horse armor yeah, oh, yeah. sweet horse armor <laughs> yes <laughs> Yeah. A, a chainmail bikini. Yep. Ineffective <laughs> armor is some of the sluttiest, hottest stuff you can wear in the world. She looks hot, but she would never survive a battle. <laughs> now, the decency police were fired up uh, again when a uh, renegade modder created a patch that could be installed in this fantasy title that would turn all the females into topless characters. Now, the female coder coder was a female hacker behind the mod. She claimed that she was trying to make a statement on the ridiculous outrage 
surrounding the shape of the female body, but no one would hear her because their ears and eyes were bleeding from having to endure so much sinful flesh. Of course, uh, the only way you could possibly see it is if you installed the code and modified the file into the game. And if a parent's child can do that, they might want to consider an award for excellence. Like, I don't know, keeping the mod, maybe. Yeah, that's just dumb. You have yeah. You have to go really far to make that happen. Yes, you do. You have to really want it. And yeah, let's face it, some of them out there. You some were there out that, that night that, that, that the skills did yeah, the whole the hot, coffee, did the hot thing. coffee thing. And it took, what was it, like it an hour and a half? Minutes, yeah, at least 40 minutes for us to get that thing going. Dumb. And, and, and yeah, and the payoff was just like, wow, this is really lame. Yeah. You know, in that case, I'll just skip to number two because that's what it is. San Andreas, the hot coffee fever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was the this was the pitch of controversies. When Senator Hillary Clinton stuck her nose in, she discovered the game had a hidden mini game called Hot Coffee Mode that simulated the sexual act. The discovery prompted Mrs. Clinton to ask her fellow senators to probe the game, prompting a flutter of suppressed laughter and a ratings change from mature to adults only. The mini game, however, was not part of the initial game. Instead, it was buried deep in the program's coding and could only surface through an extremely intricate knowledge of hacking tools or a long and tireless series of cheat codes. That was the thing. It, yeah. t- it, t- it took like it took forever. Cheat codes, and it had to have a modded PS2. Yep. You had to have uh, like that that, a, that, that card, a, a that, game that file card. Yeah, with the file on it. It was just and ludicrous. E- yeah, and even then you had to jump through like ten hoops. Yeah. And you had to have your timing precise and play all the way through this stupid mission. And the mission was called Hot Coffee, and it wasn't a big deal. It was nothing to it. It was these blocky, blocky ass characters. Yeah, oh, yeah. Humping on fully the bed. clothed, I've fully clothed, humping yeah. on the bed. Ugh. Yeah. I've seen Ugh. worse in in Red Dead Redemption. You yeah. know, really. Well, that just goes to show you how far our morals have stretched in just a few years, which is great. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> Hillary, that's why morals. I didn't vote for you. By the stretch way, those morals wide. Yeah. <laughs> in case you're listening. Yeah. Uh, and number four, backing up to four, a bully, again by Rockstar. Oh, yeah. Now, this was Jack Thompson's big thing. Tried to file an injunction against the Rockstar game because he claimed to promoted the practice of childhood bullying by letting players abuse and tease younger kids uh. for points and street cred. Uh, he may have had a leg to stand on if he prepared his case beyond learning how to fake outrage at a game he never played. Even though he claimed the game would be a public nuisance, if the judge did not rule in favor of a temporary injunction to prevent stores from carrying it, he filed it before the game had been released to the public. Take-Two Interactive didn't send him a copy until he took them to court, so he never actually played the game. Thompson's angry reaction prompted the judge to file a criminal complaint with the Florida Bar Association, thus ending Thompson's cycle of crazy. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Yep. That was the one that got him disbarred. Yeah. He's a I, jerk. I, that was a proud day when he got disbarred. Mm-hmm. I was just like, thank goodness. What's he even doing now? He still Wait, files things who cares? about us. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Thank you. I mean, he still does the same shit he did when he was a lawyer. He just does it as a private citizen now, and he doesn't have... For this little pack group. Yeah, and, and he just he doesn't get the, the microphone like he did before. Because everybody's like, yeah, you're crazy. You've been disbarred. You're not, you know... What a douche. Not You're so. nothing to pay attention to. If only the rest of them were so easy to discredit. Oh, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> uh, number three, Mass Effect from BioWare. Fox News Channel filed an exclusive report on the mm-hmm. graphic sex scenes in this sci-fi RPG oh, yeah, no. that no other news outlet would dare cover. That's because it was utter bullshit. 
Despite the anchors, a gas claims that the game did not let the player control that the player did not let the player control the sex, and the scenes themselves were even hard enough for the likes of softcore pornography. Uh, of course, they would have known that once again if they actually played the game. Did you ever do that when you were playing Mass Effect? I fucked the shit out of a girl, and and it was it was actually a very tasteful little love scene. Yeah, because right. I've, I've never even seen both Mass Effect. In both Mass Effects, they were very glad to hear you getting some. Glad to hear you getting some. It was uh, I, I it was the, it was it you was, got the was alien like girl, little, didn't you? Of course, the blue one, Liara. Yeah, thank you very much. Oh, uh, I would it, stay limp as a noodle if I was watching something that was tasteful. It, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it, it showed. Oh, it showed look at how tasteful. Do, do your Carl impression, huh? Do your Carl impression. Oh, gotta have, gotta have like at least three or four of them in there. You know, one of them dressed like a nurse, one like a cheerleader, one's got something dangling off of a kneecap, which is you know. <laughs> Because that, that way she can do two things at the same time, you know. <laughs> Jam it in there. Make it fit like a UPS box stuck in his mail slot. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, I thought you oh, were going to yeah. do that. Hermione <laughs> <laughs> always does. It's got to be really filthy to that, get that, me off or whatever it was. That's, that's, that's not what he wanted. That you said that was like Carl is totally you now because. Yeah, what yeah I guess we had to It's got to be horribly filthy to get me off, yeah. yeah. It's so funny that... <laughs> It's true. Uh, getting old is yeah. horrible. <laughs> when he said that line, it falls like, any case. It's so mean. <laughs> you had to be there, I suppose. But. Good story. Yes. <laughs> Paul had to be there, apparently. I did. Now, where was good story. I? Good story. I got you a good story, Barry. I got you a good story. I'm like, can't you. <laughs> I got a nickel for you. <laughs> and number one. Throw a nickel in your mouth. Stubbs the zombie in Rebel Without a Pulse what? from Wide huh? Lone Games. There was a controversy? Yes, yeah, Stubbs the even... zombie took a novel approach to a tired franchise by letting the player control a brain-eating zombie set loose on the streets of a thriving metropolis being constructed over his grave. Its uh, violence and depiction of cannibalism made the list of games to avoid it's by the National zombie. Institute on Media and Family, Senator Joe Lieberman. Aye. A noted advocate of entertainment regulation and discourager of fun said the game and others like it sent, quote, the worst kind of message to kids. So now <laughs> game message, sir. So now games have gone from Eat encouraging brains. violence to encouraging children to act and walk like zombies. Eat brains, which is not what we need to hear. Of course, Senator's argument is dead in the water when you realize quickly there's no such thing as brain eating zombies. <sighs> what a dumb I don't even remember that game. Oh, I remember the game. It is right now one of the Xbox originals yes, on sale really? on Xbox Live for 800 measly Microsoft points. So you can learn about Maybe that I game. Can check it out. If it was only made it came by Wide Load. Yes. yes, the guys who broke off from Bungie early on. Oh, okay. Uh, Alex Seropoulos, I believe. Joe Lieberman, you are a cantankerous old fart. He'll be gone soon. Yeah. Get off my People, lawn. Well, no wait. <laughs> I, take it, I take it back. People like that seem to live forever. They do, and people still vote for them. Yeah, what is up with that? I don't know. Because I'm old well, and it's scared. because your grandparents vote, and you don't. Because oh, robots, snap! Because robots will I take your medicine. I taken. Robots will steal <laughs> old people's medicine. Just Michael brings it home <laughs> to Barry. Is that, why, is that how he gets into jail? That's how he gets into jail, because he steals old people's medicine. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen that? That's, that a, commercial that's Saturday Night Live with Sam Watterson in it. Sam that's hilarious. It's like colonial, colonial health old or glory. something. Old glory. Yeah, life, life insurance. insurance. 
protect you against robots coming and stealing your medicine. But, but see, it, start, it starts off all nice and normal, and then he says, and it's like, and protection against robots, and you're just like, wait, what? He has this endless string of like all these normal, average, everyday things that people should be worried about, and then, and robots. What? <laughs> robots steal old people's medicine. They use it for fuel. <laughs> What do you use it for? Write to us, comments at UglyCowShow.com or in the comment section on the website. And uh, we have a Facebook contest going on right now. Once we hit 1,000 uh, friends on likes. the site. Likes. Likes. Is it likes? Likes. Friends. Likes. 1,000 likes. 1,000 likes. Yeah, because we're not a friendable site. No? Yeah, we're oh, a oh, friend site. Oh, man. Site, but oh, yes. man. Shows what I know about the social media. So 1,000 likes. Yes. And you, uh, we will select three people random, and they will receive a great prize. Paul will come to your house and strip naked and make you pancakes. Nobody wants that. Oh, well, you don't like pancakes? I like the pancakes. It will be waffles. (laughs) (laughs) And you got to be filthy or he won't be turned on. I don't like what he'll probably be stirring the pancake batter with. That's right. There'll be Belgian waffles. No. No. My wiener. There'll be Belgian Belgian waffles. How are you going to stir pancakes with that? With my wiener? Yeah. Well, it's going to be a long day. <laughs> First of all. They're really tiny, tiny. They're really. Be, I'll only be able to stir it in like five minute bursts. It'll be like <laughs> silver dollar and pancakes. If anybody, and if anybody in the house like looks quarters. halfway decent, there's going to be some salty silver dollar pancakes. Great. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. right. Now no one's going to like it. Oh. <laughs> All right, folks, when we hit 1,000 dislikes. (laughs) I call it Mrs. Nutterworth. All right, so once we hit 1,000 likes, we will keep Paul the farthest away from you possible. Long grabbing syrup. Like us on Facebook or we'll send Paul That's it. Just Mike has hit it. There you go. Stupid jokes from morning to night. Whenever you say anything, he'll come up with something. Fear us, America. Piss quick. You Piss now quick. know how oh, to man. escape the consequences. Piss, Piss quick. quick. You get pissed quick because you get your <laughs> log grabbing syrup <laughs> and your Mrs. Nutterworth. I thought you Mrs. said log grabbing. No, log grabbing. <laughs> log grabbing Mrs. Nutterworth. What else? What other syrups are there? Aunt Jemima. Aunt Jemima. It's just Aunt Jemima. Just Aunt Jemima. <laughs> I put a do rag on it. <laughs> she didn't have a do rag anymore. She's graduated. She got a perm. Where yeah, have you been in the last twenty years? Oh God, he's got to put a perm on it. That's what happened. I fucked the perm off her head. And put it on my nuts. Uncle Ben was very cross with you. <laughs> right, what other pancake stuff is there? <laughs> That's about it, man. That's about it? There, there is no more pancakes. Come stuff. on. I, I hop on these nuts. <laughs> now you're just reaching. And this is what you'll get all through breakfast. Imagine what you'll get through your commute to work. Oh. Rudy, tooty, fresh and fruity. Through your meeting that? with the boss. How about a, a moons over my hammy? Don't be fronting on no moons over my hand. That's good. <laughs> and that's all we have for you this week. So until next week, I am Master Torgo. And a one and four and ching chong. Uh, 80s Jeff. Just Michael. Commander K. Griddle ass cakes. Um, <laughs> and we'll talk to you next week. Oh, my God.
You got more? No, Grin Last Cakes. That's almost a better name than Fatty Bricks. Fatty Bricks, Fatty Bricks and Griddle Ass Cakes in Spider-Man. Fuck this. Sorry, Mrs. Nutterworth. Brought to you by Mrs. Nutterworth and Pissquake. No. It's giving me a headache. it up. You guys are ruining breakfast. Oh, I would ruin breakfast. You had the lumpiest fucking pancakes. Why would they so?